On 11-16 SEM, the Four Diego's. G'day amigos and welcome to the Four Diego's here in 11-16 SEN, Melbourne's home of sport. Rodrigo Rodriguez with you on a rainy Wednesday night here in Melbourne town. Good to see you and good to have your company, boys. Vinny Venezuela, you're in the house looking... I'm in the house. A little bit uh, over your cold yet, over your man flu? My, the man cold. It's, uh, it got pretty bad there, as, as yeah. most men would know. Oh, look, but uh, I'm, I'm brothers, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. Yeah, I'm getting through. It's discernible. Uh, be, by the way, before we continue, Rodrigo, mm-hmm. could I just say a very warm hello to the people at Optus? I, just, been, <laughs> I have been with Optus for, for 10 years, and yep. I feel that it would, would only be right that if, if something in world football came their way, yeah. that they would maybe think of Vinny and... His Diego brothers. Oh, thank you. Yeah, just just in case. I don't know, but I just want to say hello to my the yeah. good people at Optus anyway. <laughs> very very reputable company. Mm. Uh, and Warren Diego, you're here reading the paper. How's it going? Yes, no, good, Rodrigo. And uh, thanks for I... your trifecta too the other night. I, t- uh, I told you Criterion would go okay. Yeah, yep, and she probably should have won just very quietly. But there's one thing I want to put to bed right now. Mm-hmm. If I have another person <laughs> who has a leaning towards the dark blue side of Melbourne City. Come up to me off the record and tell me that it was great to hear me say positive things about victory. They misheard or completely misinterpreted anything that I said on Friday night. Oh, I don't know about that. You you went over the top for your love uh, for Melbourne victory. Didn't you say that uh, Melbourne City could learn a lot from the way victory plays? That's a compliment. Is that what I said? Yeah, you did. Yeah. You did. You you're effusive. Anyway, uh, Carlos Alberto Diego, you're here as well. well good evening, uh, good there, Rodrigo. Oh, Actually, I here. think uh, the <laughs> mobile phone TV show is the pitch that I'll be looking at. Uh, yes. Vinny Venezuela for Optus Vidcast. Carlos, is that what they call it? Yeah, whatever they want whatever, to call it. Yeah. I don't care. Mm. We'll do anything they want. Actually, we've been, <laughs> Vinny and I have been um, in delicate negotiations for a, like a, a a breakaway, haven't we, Vinny? A breakaway. A breakaway right. for Diego's. Vidcast podcast. Mm. Your uh, delicate negotiations more like a grope. <laughs> <laughs> There's no nothing delicate about Warren. Uh, yes. That's for sure. Yeah, but we'll be we'll be looking to negotiate with Optus. Yeah. Well, yes. funnily enough, Carlos, he's thinking of we are thinking of a show with Benza, Benzema. Benzema. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Just, you know. If you don't know why, get on the Google right now. Get on the Google. Google. Get on the Google right get now and just type in Benzema, and you know. That he's embroiled in something. Embroiled. Was he actually um, questioned? Questioned, questioned. or was he, was he actually taken into custody, Vinny it, Venezuela? It's, it's murky at the moment, oh, Carlos. Okay. It's murky it because sure there's, murky. there's yeah. talk of a sex tape and, yeah. and a midfielder. Now, we know midfielders <laughs> don't, don't get into yeah. that sort of hanky-panky. Oh, no, unless they play in the Strikers, hole. Strikers, maybe. <laughs> no, if they play in the hole, they get into the hanky-panky. Mm. Midfielders are usually the drivers, and they set yeah. it up. And also the, the, the multi-pronged attack <laughs> often gets So what's too. wrong, though? Is it... Is it which is worse, the putting together of the tape in the first place, <laughs> the lack of security around the tape yep. once it's taken, yep. or the people that have actually taken the tape and are now using it as a means of extorting? It's all bad. Yeah, there's no there's no winner here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's a loss, loss, loss situation. And look, I feel for Jabril Sisse because he's been involved. <laughs> he's involved. Man too. of chalk, and yeah, we all absolutely. know that. 
in a Pope mobile, you can't do much. <laughs> I actually don't. I, I actually don't think he would have been physically able to actually be part of the tape. He things, would have broken would have broken things. I think they're really unlucky. You know why? Because how many football clubs around the world have a floating sex tape? Yeah, you know, <laughs> emanating out of their change rooms right now. Every club at every level yeah. around the world has one of these yeah, sex except tapes. Except Melbourne Victory, they don't. They? No, no, they're they all don't. clean. No, Surely there's a no is... phones policy as well. <laughs> no Snapchat policy. As well. yeah. <laughs> That's true. Anyway. Hey, we've got a big show for you tonight. We're going to catch up with Mike McGrath a little bit later on. Hey, thanks to Finey. Again, as always, another good show. And he'll be back tomorrow night from 7. And also the boys from the Wonder Years for 1984. Great year. Great year. Great year in music, actually. Anyway. I graduated in 84. Mm. It was my oh, VCE year in 84. Congratulations. Barry Manilow was one of my favourites in 1984. <laughs> Oh hey, my God! Zero four double sad. Zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. That is the SMS number. And the hot topic tonight, uh, the biggest topic really yes. in world football, is about the Jose Mourinho. Yeah. He, if he loses tomorrow, does he deserve more time? Hmm. That is a hot topic. That's a simple hot topic. I mean, has he got credits in the bank oh, to keep him on and give him a chance for this year to rectify the situation? Mm. So, if Jose Mourinho loses tomorrow. Should he should he be given more time? Absolutely, I think he's got an, as much credit in the bank as one of those offshore tax havens. Like I would have thought that there shouldn't be any pressure on him. No, no, particularly untouchable. Particularly now when the only options for Chelsea would be recycling a manager they've already sacked yeah. in the past. But if he was if if he was a guy that wasn't outspoken, if he was a guy like Carlo Ancelotti. Quiet. Lovely, lovely. There wouldn't be speculation. Maybe. A gentleman, lovely. He gets sacked and he shakes everyone's hands on the way out. He gives him a hug on the way out when he gets sacked. He just loves everyone, doesn't say much, nothing controversial at all. Um, if he was that sort of bloke, would he be given more time? Would, would we even be having this conversation oh, right now? Probably not, Carlos. Mm. So zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. Does Mourinho deserve more time, especially if he loses in tonight's Champions League game against Dinamo Kiev? I saw a story, and I might not be able to confirm the source of this story. That Monica, actually, it was the BBC. It was in the gossip section of the BBC. That so Monaco, truthfully, say so well, they Monica draw wins. it from all the newspapers around around um, England and the world. Apparently, Monaco offered. Roman Abramovich, $39 million for Jose Mourinho. Like, they basically said, we'll take him off your hands and pay you 39 And And uh, Roman said, I want double that. Yes. Was so that Monaco that w- were prepared to take him. Was that the I don't palace? know what the payout is, because he's just signed the contract extension. But it's probably double that. Yeah, so payout, there you go. So. Monaco are prepared to take him. All right, zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. Let's get into the Q and A now because um, your Q and A. Oh well, yeah, my Q and A because Rodrigo's uh, Q and A. I, I poured over these because <laughs> this, uh, this could be this could become a significant segment in this show. It could be like yeah, we've been Optus trying for ten weeks. Been, Optus, you haven't for been here, Warren, yeah, but it actually has been a significant <laughs> segment. Yeah. Oh, okay, sorry. Well, I've just been a bit you know a, a bit low key about it, but mm. anyway. We were, we were on uh, Friday, uh, Monday night, we were on yep. Friday night with the uh, final Some whistle and, and we talked about, you know, we talked about victories, excellent win, we talked about cities win. So we're going to focus on those two first up. Let's Sorry, Rodrigo, before you start, I sure. just want the people at Optus to know it would be an even better segment <laughs> with visuals. Yep. Yes. And I reckon we'd look good on a mobile phone. Mm. Hey, you know what? If we say the word with the O oh. again, um, oh. they're going to have to start paying us. Yep. All right, Mr. Optus? True. Anyway. Um, <laughs> right? Sure. We done? We're good? Say, okay. We're good. Victory looked fantastic at the weekend, boys. Of course, their 3-0 victory over Wellington Phoenix. Victory fans, yep. is it time for them to really think it's their year again? Oh, yeah, absolutely. 
I mean, I know they've only won two games out of mm. their four so far, but uh, uh, for me, they'll win the FFA Cup final this Saturday. There's no doubt in my mind that they'll win that. How comfortable? Well, it doesn't really matter. It could go to extra time penalties, but I don't care. They're going to win that. And for me right now, I have no doubt that they will be in the mix to do the double again. So they'll win five trophies in almost a calendar year. And for me, suddenly I'll start believing what Warren said last year, way before time, that they would be the best A-League team ever. You know, they were saying at the uh, start of the season, you know, the hunter is becoming the hunted. Yep. I just think the hunter is continuing to hunt. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> doesn't really care yeah. about being hunted. No, no. Yeah, you just they're, still... they're, they're, they're about to sort of step it up. They're not even stepping it up yeah. yet. They're, they're on the cusp of doing serious damage now. Look, look at how hungry they were. Fierce, yeah. Yeah. fierce. And yep. Fahid Ben Kafalar actually looks... Just uh, just off the pace a little yeah, bit at the moment. He's still too. got some upside. Yeah. And, uh, even Danny Vukovic. Danny Vukovic is nowhere near his best at the moment. Yeah, uh, and they're still, for me, even the games that they lost against Newcastle, they should have won that. The draw against Adelaide in the first game, they should have won that. Broxy got sent off. Um, they, they won uh, late against uh, City after the City had come back. So if all the ingredients are there for a team. Uh, once they get a bit of momentum up, They'll be unbeatable. Can I just say, Barisha's second goal. Oh, loved it. How much did he want it, Vinny? How much exactly? How much did he want it? The the degree to which he wanted it, yeah, and the way yeah. that he wasn't going to, he didn't care about the penalty. He was just going to kick it regardless. And the fact that he got onto it yeah. and, and scored it without even being awarded a penalty, which no. he probably should have been awarded. They should have given him two goals just for that one, actually. Yeah. That's what you uh, want in your marquee player. That's what you want. You know, just yeah. the desire. Yeah. Mm. The desire. Warren, what, what do you think about Melbourne Victory? Will they win the Premiership again this year? I try not to think about crickets them very much at all. Yeah. In fact, I'm going to try and reverse moz them. That if they don't win tro- three trophies this season, it's a failed season. <laughs> yeah. So that's my reverse moz. That yeah. if they don't win Something's all three, change. Yeah. it's a rever- it's a yeah. failed if season. Musky doesn't win Coach of the Year. Oh, if Brisha doesn't win the what's the, the Golden, Golden Boot, boot and then um, uh, they don't win the Asian Champions League. They don't win the yeah, FFA yeah, yeah. Cup and the A League Championship. A year. Both. Yes. Both the toilet bowl yes. and the other one. It's in, a failed in season. In fact, if, they, if they're not admitted into the European Champions League <laughs> yeah, that's it. and yep. the World Club Championship yep. and they don't win it, failed year. Mind you, I tell you, one bit of just classic television I did watch last week in some stupor that I was, that Road to Victory program. I watched that. Oh, was it good? It was, oh, it was all right. It was okay. It made me sick for most of the time. Yeah, but but it, just no, it was actually, it was yeah, sick with envy. I, I accept that, Vinny. You don't need to reinforce the fact that I'm envious. But it actually was. <laughs> was it real? The behind the, oh, was it behind the scenes? It was, it was honest. It was yeah, honest. warts and all. Yeah. Did, they, did they have musky ripping into oh, someone? Or? They had musky with the camera like, yeah. just, it was like, you know, tell us your deepest thoughts about the season. Yeah, but did he, did he rip someone's heart out and, and no, eat it? No, no, he didn't do that. But he was being very genuine about his relationship with uh, him and uh, Anthony, Anthony Del, Del Pietro. Oh, yeah, yes. okay. Yeah. And, um, and just how well, close they Well, you know they, they hate were. each other. <laughs> no, I'm <laughs> well, joking. putting on yeah. a good show. But just how, just how emotionally... Yeah tight things yeah. were and, and tense and, and the promises, you know, he's, he promised him that he'd bring him yeah. glory and, and yeah. the Petro was a bit nervous, yeah. but, uh, um, Muskie kept him strong. No, no. Yeah. And then at the end he yeah. said, you know, they both were shedding tears over, yeah, the, kids over the victory. And, well, Vinny and I witnessed the respect. We were in the bowels. We shouldn't have been there, Vinny, after the dinner, the, uh, yeah, that was chairman's a, lunch. Well, we were a clerical administrative yeah, error we, that we followed, went our we way. We followed the, uh, you know, the VIPs <laughs> down to the bowels of the yes. a- Amy Park, and 
we were hiding, you know, in corners and stuff. And when Kevin had come out of the press conference and all the all the all the board were in the corridor there, he made sure he looked every one of them in the eye. I'm not sure where they were. They lost the game against Wellington. Yeah, it was so right, yeah, yeah. the one they lost. And he looked them all in the eye, shook, you know, firm handshake, yep. and they. Literally, you know, they almost embraced, you know, every one of them. So there's a lot of respect there. He even apologised to the Diego's. Yeah, that's which, true. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. We thought that would never yeah. happen. It was yeah. a good – it was actually – it was difficult for me to watch, but it was actually a pretty good show. Yeah, and I think it, it painted Kevin in a in a good light, which mm. he deserves to be painted in because he's doing a bloody good job. And I say that through gritted teeth. <laughs> well, there you go. That's victory. The, sec- the second question, and we'll start, we'll start yeah, with yeah, you, yeah, Warren. Yep. Yep. Melbourne City's fade-outs. Um, should – should city fans be thinking about next season? Is it the end of this season? It, it's oh, it's not, no, no. It's a question. It's a question. You're it's a talking kidding. point, Warren. I, you no, you said it in the green room. You I said, "Look, not, I made it." Well. I, ref- I said, <laughs> "This is just a complete and an utter blow up." Of course not. They had one poor performance. I suppose in the light of the five years previously that have been pretty ordinary as well, that you could probably say that. But no, I don't think so. So what's, but, a, fa- what's a failure for Melbourne City this season? A failure yeah. would probably not to make the top three, I'd say. Top two, even. You won't make top two. Oh, you won't make top two. Well, you who, won't make who top are you, two. Who are we going to replace? You've got Sydney, who oh. hasn't lost a game yet. Brisbane Raw, revitalised. Revitalised. Regenerated. Yeah, under, regenerated, uh, revitalised. John, John yep, Aloisi. Yep, yep. Uh, victory, they're going to win everything. I'll right? tell you what. I'll tell you. Um, who else is there? You want me to make a big statement? Newcastle Jets beat them. <laughs> coming from I'll make bit, I won't come on air if we don't finish ahead of Brisbane Raw at the end of the season. The simple. I mean, Brisbane Raw, come on. Melbourne City, mind you, I will say this, and it, it all turns on 24 hours, that if they put in some sort of... Pathetic, <laughs> spineless, insipid. Yep. You're soft, talking about your team now, yeah. Yeah, performance tomorrow night in Adelaide. Yep. Against a likewise insipid, <laughs> soft, <laughs> pathetic Adelaide team right yep. now. Yep. I won't come on. Oh, I what, don't know what I'm going to do. What's it got to do with us if that team yeah, does oh, because that? you are almost <laughs> not so much you, Rodrigo. I'll give you an out on this occasion. Thank you. But you two, you two are almost barracking. Well, well, Carlos is neutral. He's just goading you for the sport. (laughs) He's not neutral. It it came out for everyone to hear on Half Show today, the train of messages that came through about his real bias towards victory. And it's true. Everyone suspected it. I say a good thing about victory because they played well. Barisha's on fire. They were just beautiful. Everyone right? suspects and it. I get accused by the text message, you know, yep. coming flowed. They flowed. It was a tsunami of text messages. <laughs> the trolls saying that, oh, Carlos, you just love victory. <laughs> I, I, don't, I barrack for no one. I barrack for the game. Oh. I just love the game. Yeah, and, I want a response I mean, tomorrow night. That's my short answer. If I don't get a, re- and it might not be a win. But there better be a response tomorrow night. I tell you now, and there better, John Van Skip. There better be a response from him. Apparently, Novidio is ready, and Aaron Hughes is ready. Yeah, well, Tandover Laffy is ready. Northern is Ireland yeah. International. Yeah, I don't know how we'll go with Fornarelli. No, he's a centre. Yeah, I know, but Fornarelli. Oh, get lost. No, come on. No, come on. <laughs> if you're going to be a supporter and a broadcaster, oh, and I'm neither one of those. Right. By the way, I have a friend of mine anyway. who's oh. told me oh. Oh. that she really doesn't like the show if you're not on Warren. So you're loved out there. You are. Yeah. In fact, let's make a second hot topic. 
Who loves oh, Warren? Are you, do you love him or do you hate him? Actually, is there hate respect? That's personal, that, Carlos. Yeah. Now, and, and and that that woman knows who she is. Yes. Listens to our podcast every week. Mm. Just loves Warren. Mm. Yeah, well, Johnny Paul Melbourne Warren, we're sick of doing the heavy lifting for this state. <laughs> Time for City to stop letting the state down. And also, oh. put your money where your mouth is and renounce your Diego, Di, Diego <laughs> sorry, that was Diego ship if you finish ahead of Brisbane. Yep. So what's that mean? Renounce your Diego ship. So that means Ooh. I'm not a Diego? Well, yeah. No, you'll always okay, be Okay, that's fine. It's no, happened yeah, in the past and it'll happen in the future. So I'm happy to, I'll come on as my real name, but yeah. I'm happy to <laughs> renounce Warren. Yeah. Yep. We will Warren finish ahead of Brisbane. Yeah. Is your name not Warren? <laughs> yeah, Stevie Gerrard's his name. Oh, actually, he's coming back. All right, let's take a break now because we're in the middle of uh, Q&A with Rodrigo Rodriguez. <laughs> only in the middle? Yeah, we're only in the middle because when we come we just back, call we'll, the whole hour? we'll continue this right after this on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of sport. Mama wanted me to be a preacher. I told her the preaching and coaching were a lot alike. I don't think she believed me. This has been a profound coaching moment. By the four Diego's. Thanks for joining us on this Wednesday night uh, on a warm but uh, rainy Wednesday night here in Melbourne town. Um, it's still 20 degrees, so thanks for joining us. As I said, we'll catch up with Mike McGrath from The Sun a little bit later on. The hot topic tonight is does Mourinho deserve more time on 0433981116? Getting some here. I want to see Mourinho suffer through another transfer window. <laughs> of not getting John Stones. Mm. That's Davian Cranbin. Um, and yes, he does deserve another chance because um, this is so funny and gold. Dalton from Frankston. Okay. A bit of, uh, a bit of uh, black humour there. One mm. of my favourite moments from the game um, the other night was uh, towards the end when it was all going, really, it was going south. Yeah. And the, the, the camera went to Mourinho and he had the big dribble mark on yeah, his, his shirt. Yeah, what was that? I don't know what that was. I don't know whether he nodded off and then he just... <laughs> no, it was the water bottle. You know, he missed. Oh, he, he missed his yeah. mouth. I think he missed his mouth. Yeah. Yep. It was shortly after Lucas didn't get sent off. But I mean, I don't know. These guys are, are pretty much protected... You know, they're so used to this, but the whole world was watching that game the other night. Yep. The whole for him, world, not for the game. Yeah, that's here's the reason why they yep. were all watching it. And I mean, when and he he's done so many games, he knows when they're going to pan to him too. And obviously, on the big screens, they can see it. So he would know whenever they pan to him, any any sort of. Uh, Sort of a look on the face if it's a, if it's a laugh, it's a disappointment if he's yelling at the ref. Oh, the hearty laughter when Lucas oh, didn't get yeah, it. Oh, yeah. hearty! But, I mean, what would it be like to know that the whole world is looking at you and waiting to see the outcome mm. of your career? It's, it must be an amazing feeling. His press conferences have been a bit strange too, yeah. haven't they? Mm. Actually, we, we've got a we've got an excerpt here of uh, Jose Mourinho's uh, interview following the loss to Liverpool. Let's have a listen to this. I know this is a club that in the past has not tolerated this, these sort of results. Why do you think they'll tolerate them with you? Do you think they will? I think they will. Why? Because this is a new era of trust for a long relationship? Because I deserve. So you think the decisions went against you again? Uh, are you working or are you in holidays? I'm asking you, Jose. And I'm asking you. Did you watch the game? Can you comment, can you comment again? Overall, though, as a person, you're a proud man, you're a special one. This must be an incredibly hard time for you. Of course it's hard. But I'm here. 
Where's Didier? I want Didier. <laughs> I want him back. Short chap. Yeah. He didn't ask, is your name Eva? Are you Eva? <laughs> Did Eva put you up to Gee, this? That's uh, short sharp, but, uh, you know, he's uh, he's not in a good space at the moment. Not, not, I don't like this. I, I want... Mate, there are a fair income. I, for me, and he knows it too, and he's actually, as you mentioned it, there's bigger problems in Syria. Mm. There's bigger problems all over the world yeah. than, uh, than the multi-million billionaire coach who's won everything for the last 10 years. The possibility that he could be out of work for two weeks because someone else will pick him up. This is not a, He knows. I mean, it's not the end of the world for this guy. Oh, you know what? The other thing I'll just say is that as much as he makes himself the centre of attention yeah. and that's how he protects his players, not unlike Sir Alex, but he just does it with a bit more charisma and he's a bit more outspoken than Sir Alex. But uh, at the end of the day, your players are the ones that aren't performing. And I think the fans also know which players aren't stepping up. And. Just quietly, Diego Costa, very lucky yeah. not to have been sent it's off. True. And that's very unprofessional. And these guys are getting yeah. paid big bucks. Yeah. So you can say what you like about Mourinho, but uh, yeah. he's a good gaffer. Well, I've played at the elite level. Yeah, no, you have. I've played at the elite level of state league mm. in, in Victoria. Yeah. Elite. <laughs> so I know what they're going through, these guys. Uh, but So I, I can't fathom why these players are bereft of confidence at the top, top level. I mean, these guys have gone through so much in their career. They've won things. They've, they've gone through being elite footballers since a young age. Everyone there is just a bloke who is a, is a world-renowned player. And the lack of confidence they showed against Liverpool and the space they gave Benteke and Coutinho, and I, I just don't understand how that can happen. Now, let's, uh, let's have a listen. Um, well, let's talk to uh, Marcus on 942-911-16 from South Melbourne. Has some thoughts on Jose Mourinho. Good evening, Marcus, and welcome to the show. I'm good. Thank you, Diego. Just quickly, did I hear 1984 earlier? Ma- yeah, you did a bit earlier. That was the um, Wonder yeah. Years. Yeah, the Wonder Years. Did you know the first eight songs were all about Melbourne City? <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Yes, uh, When Doves Cry by Prince and the Revolution, What's Love Got to Do With It with Tina Turner, Say, yep. Say, Say, Footloose by Kenny Loggins, that's a bit positive, Against All Odds by Phil Collins, Jump yeah. by Fan Halen. It's all about getting off city, isn't it? Geez, that's, that's a... Very that's clever there. Very interesting there. So... So it was a big year for music, but um, you actually, what, is it going to be a big year for Jose Mourinho? Do you think he'll stay or do you think he'll go? Look, I'm a Chelsea supporter and I, I go back to the old days of Chopper Reed. I'm showing my age now. But I go back we all to know Chopper him. Reed and Ian Houseman and all that, you know, in the old, the old shed before they built the new one. And I reckon that Mourinho has ripped the guts out of the club twice now. He promises the trophies. I'll bring the trophies, but I don't promise to fix up the wreckage afterwards. And I hope that makes sense to you guys. Yeah, look, we'll talk about this with Mike McGrath later on there, uh, Marcus. But uh, there is a, uh, a theory in England going around at the moment that he's a coach that can't stay too long you know, beyond two or three years at a club because he tends to burn the players out. He runs them into the ground, gets the best out of them to the point where they can't perform for him anymore. And if you think about it, some of these guys have been with him on two rotations now, uh, guys like John Terry, and it's no accident that he's playing so poor, that John Terry's playing so poorly. 
Thanks, Marcus. Really appreciate your call. If you want to get involved tonight, 9429-1116, we'd really appreciate a call, or 0433-981116. Hey, boys, let's get back to some uh, Q&A. Um, and, it's still uh, going. Yeah, it's still going. It doesn't <laughs> stop. No worries. You said this, uh, this segment's got legs. It has got I legs. I just want to quickly talk about Graham Arnold. Yep. Now, obviously, he had a crack at the oh. Central Coast Mariners uh, team, you know, club, about, you know, just letting Matt Simons go and abandoning him, basically. Um, should... Should he be cited? Because he's oh. starting to get involved in stuff that doesn't shouldn't concern him. You, or should he just get some anger management courses? You know what? No. Fal- <laughs> like he's falsely creating this impression of he's the A-League equivalent of Jose Mourinho. Yes. It's like this... It's it. You know, he's now turned, you know, the glamour club, you know, bells and whistles, razzmatazz into this sort of sense of us against them, the fortress club. Everyone hates us and... Arnie, smile a little bit more. Let us and stop creating these falsehoods around. You but, let but players you, go. Players go. Players come. But you're talking about him rather than the team. You've not commented at all about the team. The question was about him. Yeah, but I'm saying it, that's what it is. It, it causes conversation to take to deflect all the attention yeah, off it's his a team and players. Falsehood. No one critiques his players at all. And they haven't played great football, even though they haven't lost this year oh, at all. And Graham and, Arnold talking about him being a saviour to the Central Coast. He sold this player and sold that player. And when, you know what? He may have done all those things. And while they were there, they were good for each other. It wasn't, it wasn't a one-sided marriage. There was love to both sides. They created him. He won a title and then got paid a hell of a lot of money to go over to Japan, which lasted Graham for how many games? Five? Six, and I'm not saying that's his fault, but just very quietly move on. Mm. Matt Simon left, and then he came back, and he wasn't quite good enough, and they went in a different direction, and Matt Simon's had a go at the owner of Central Coast, and I'm one of them. Just all, it's all negative banter. They play for Sydney. They won. Good on them. And end of story. Move on. You know what? It would have been un-Australian if he hadn't said anything. Because let's face it, they yep. did dump him. Matty Simon offered to come back on, on bare minimum wages because he loves the club. Oh, after yeah. making a hell of a lot of money in South Korea or whatever. He didn't have to offer to go to minimum wages, though. Yeah. He, he did the right thing. He, he obviously cares about the club. And they burnt him a little bit. But, you know, I don't know that Matty Simon, his celebration was, was, that, was, well, was that big or targeted. But, 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 I, he, but I think you're allowed to go. You're allowed to prod people the, just to let... Let him know you're in town. The celebration sent Jeez. mixed messages for me. Did he celebrate or not celebrate? He started to not celebrate, yeah. but then the players were happy for him, yeah. and then he sort of thought, Put oh, his what arm the hell? up or something. But I, I think you either got to not celebrate or you celebrate with gusto. I'm talking party time, <laughs> disco. And by all like, and you, you go you, to the other end to the, yeah, the you, former supporters. You go, straight, you go straight to the coach that got rid of you, <laughs> yep. and you've Finger in the breastbone. Show him the contract that he... Hold me back, hold me back type. He didn't want to sign. Yeah. yeah. So that whole lack of celebrating. Get over it. But you know, wasn't... celebrate. No. Celebrate. I like, I like it when you don't celebrate against your former side, but oh. you don't... There's no half... You can't be half pregnant on this thing. You either celebrate or you don't celebrate. And Matty Simon confused me a bit. It was a bit confusing, yeah. I'll admit that, Carlos. Yeah, but I, I think that, uh, you know, Graham probably just was being a bit of a smart aleck yeah. and, uh, it, you know... It was made bigger than it needed yeah. to be. Yeah, I think he's just putting it on. I'm taking a bit, bit, you know, we're the biggest club, all that sort yeah. of stuff. I mean, Bravado. Give me a break.
Uh, victories. Coach your team. Coach yeah. your team. Okay, what about, let's let's stay in Sydney and Western Sydney Wanderers and the uh, New South Wales Police are uh, yeah. having a bit of a bit of a stoush at the moment over, obviously, the manner in which the Wanderers fans um, mm. support their team, yeah. the way they, you know, walk through the, walk through Parramatta, mm. um, what they do in the stands with flares and all that sort of stuff. New South Wales, it's a Senate inquiry going yeah, on yeah, Rodrigo, at the moment. Rodrigo, hmm. I mean, we have police, you know, people who you'd like to trust in the community, yep. uh, people who protect the community, they're coming out and equating the behaviour of West Sydney Ronda's fans. They're equating that to the Cronulla riots. Well, they can just see it something escalating to that point. So they're just trying to knock it on the head. That's an awful comparison. And what are they seeing? I mean, are they just imagining this or? Well, you know, when there's images of a, of a young boy with a, a balaclava on um, yep. with a, a flare in his hand yep. and something that looks like a, a gun, um, mm. which, which is a toy gun apparently. Yep. But, um, you know, that's that's not a good look. So, you know, they're, they're, look, I'm, I've never been yep. in a stadium when the Western Sydney Wanderers are there. So, But on TV, mm. it can look intimidating in parts. You know, so this minority, I, yep. I think it's the minority of supporters, are really, you know, giving them a bad name. And, yep. you know, th- there was apparently some... Um, some fights outside um, the stadium in the Sydney yep. Derby. There were some arrests, obviously flares going off. So the the police are the police are really having a crack and trying to crack down mm. and make it a more fra- family friendly friendly environment. Yep. Uh, who, who's the senator, David? Um, David Linehelm is an independent senator from. Victoria, not, not sure where he's from, but he's actually, and I quote, calling it, uh, he's attacked the anti-WOG attitude of the New South Wales police. So yeah. he's gone on the back front foot and attacked the New South Wales police. And Look, I, I think they'll react to I think too the answer probably is somewhere in between. I mean, let's face it. Yep. All supporter groups, all groups of fans in any competition have a group of supporters that live out everything that they don't actually manage to fulfil in their own lives in a negative way when they feel like they can get away with it. Yeah. Let's not cast every Western Sydney Wanderer no, no. fan in the same way. They do have to – some fans need to pull their head in, as there are fans for a whole lot of other clubs. It's just disappointing that it's that it comes to light like mm. it does. I think uh, it's incumbent on the police, though, to – to to be the voice of reason and use language that is appropriate and that will sort of um, inspire peace rather than feud discontent. And obviously, if there are uh, problem elements, sometimes they'll look for any excuse uh, yep. to make trouble and, and we don't want to give them those opportunities because that just hurts the game. And I think the work is and the onus is on the club to keep to make sure that uh, everyone's on the same page. And I know that Western City Wanderers have got supporters groups at liaise yeah, with the club and, with the police as and, well. and the police and, and that, that relationship needs to be nurtured and promoted and encouraged. And, and that's the only way you build a, a, a good, solid, long-term family brand. Because if uh, you, you're going to bank on um, this, this sort of re- rebelliousness, I, I, I don't think it's a good thing. Yeah, but... Guys, what we've got here is a very different way of supporting it in sporting events, you know, when you compare it to other sports. What what the active support do at West Sydney Wanderers, at Sydney FC, at Melbourne Victory is very, very different. The the collective coming together, chanting, uh, you know, you, often using foul language, you know, all together in their chants and so forth. Very, very different and quite intimidating for, for police officers that have never seen this at the AFL or at cricket. I'm not saying there's no problems at the AFL, but they're Australian problems. You get drunk, you get into a fight, you get taken. I mean, they're, they're just what 
police are used to. But when you talk about a football uh, cohort of fans and they're operating as a collective, it can be very, very threatening to police. So the question I ask you, should the police be more open-minded, more tolerant of this, more understanding, maybe look at what they're doing overseas more, knowing that this is a special type of, uh, of support, or should they just say, stuff that, you know, we're going to treat you like every other sport, and if you guys step outside in what we call un-Australian, or what do you call it? Uh, Anti-wog. Anti-wog type uh, approach, you know, Maybe their their thing is why should we be any, why should we work uh, and allow these people to act this way when we don't allow any other sport to do it I don't know it's just one of those ones I where... I think the balance is somewhere in between yes they need to accommodate certain aspects of the unique way of following the game but there are certain behaviours that are antisocial and don't contribute anything and as such they should be stamped out so it's got to be a bit but, 50, but it's 50, hard I think. but it's hard when. When, a, when it's a whole collective working mm. together to identify those people. Well, I think you're forced to probably act in that situation. Mm. Once but, you've given them a chance to behave in a certain way and they understand the premise, and let's face it, they're all human beings. They understand what's acceptable and what's not. That's simple. Yep. And I suspect what the police want, the club wants, and the FFA wants as well. And so it's just a matter of everyone getting on the same page. Mm. Yeah, it's it, the flares. They don't know how to deal with the flare situation. But anyway... Um, Let's take a break now, and uh, when we come back, we'll talk to Mike McGrath from The Sun in the UK. This is the Four Diego's on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of sport. In the language of soccer, resign is a code word meaning the coach was given a choice of quitting, being fired, or having the fans blow up his house. To all you coaches out there, happy coaching. We are the Four Diego's. Coming up after the Diego's, it's all night appetite with uh, Scott Cooney for for six hours from midnight. Hey, it's been a it's been a long show. We've done a couple of hours, um, a couple of nights. Um, an hour goes so quickly. Um, we really appreciate your texts tonight and also your phone calls. Let's go to the UK now and catch up with our man who was on with us on Monday night, Mike McGrath, backing up for another session with the Diego's. Good evening, Mike, and welcome to the show. Hi guys, thanks for having me back. Yeah, look, you're you're always welcome back. You are a Diego. We had a meeting before the show, yeah. Mike, and we the consensus was yeah, it was three to three to one, three to one, <laughs> three to one. Yeah, you've got the full you've got the full compliment here, Mike. Yeah. So well, I, I must admit, I'll get this. And the reason why I did vote against you coming back on, Mike, is because I've never felt that you've given Liverpool the appropriate love that I require to feel good about. Them. But anyway, I know you need to be impartial because you're a journalist and all that sort of stuff. Louis van Gaal came out and said that he wasn't deaf, and <laughs> he would have actually had to be really, really badly deaf not to hear the boos that rang out at the uh, Champions League game. Even though they won, the fans at Man U are really disappointed, I think, in the way that they're playing. And I will, I'll go out and say it's boring. It's efficient, and it's technically... All, re- all there, but it's boring. Are they going to cop this for a long time, even if they're winning more than they're losing? Yeah, I think that this is this is the Van Hal philosophy, as he calls it. Um, he's got some great phrases, the total human philosophy, um, and him being a trainer coach. This is part of it, his philosophy, that he uh, just is very patient, wants players passing sideways, um, finding the next man, finding the next man, and then 
waiting for uh, waiting for that opportunity rather than pushing forward and creating lots and lots of chances. It's not what United fans are used to. Um, and even from last season, uh, we, we heard them with their famous attack, attack, attack chant. Um, but I don't think it, it's going to take something radical to change his way of thinking. So I think this is going to stay until the end of next season when he says he's going to retire or earlier if um, if United decide a change needs to be made. Mike, it's Carlos. Uh, how much is Wayne Rooney suffering from this style of play or what, what Van Gaal's asking him to do? He scored his first goal in seven hours uh, last night against Moscow. Um, and he's, you know, he's, he's really, the goals are really drying up for him. So how much is uh, the way Van Gaal wants him to play affecting him? Yeah, I, I can see that it it probably is it probably is affecting his game and his form. I don't. I think there are other issues there with Wayne Rooney just getting that little bit older and losing a little bit of pace. But um, in general, that system is not going to help a striker. I don't think. You know, it'd be really tough being a number nine in that system. You're not going to get chance after chance, um, and you're not going to steamroller team so I think it is part of the problem but just just one part of it. Okay Mike this is a real test for you now because it's a Liverpool question coming on my behalf. Is there any <laughs> um, is there any substance to the rumour that uh, Stevie G could make an appearance back at, at Liverpool under Jurgen Klopp's managerial time there is a there was some stuff on the paper. I think um, the Independent talked about there's been conversations and he is back from LA Galaxy and whether they could do a David Beckham-like sort of transfer. Is there any truth to that rumour, do you think? Uh, well, yeah, it's a really interesting story from a really well, you know, um, a journalist up in Liverpool for the Independent who knows, who's got, um, you know, a good reputation for news stories there. And, I mean, he was saying that Gerard is back. He's talked to Klopp. I think a little bit further down, he also himself says it's going to be really difficult for him to play again because uh, LA Galaxy wants transfer fee. And I, I just kind of get the feeling that if he does come back to Liverpool, it would be as a coach to help out and to be part of his, um, his training as a coach and because uh, he's taking his badges um, and also that would benefit Liverpool. But I, I don't see him playing for Liverpool this season um, for for one reason, for LA Galaxy, and the fact that um, I don't think he particularly would fit into Klopp's system myself. But that's not to say him round Melwood wouldn't be you know, a fantastic lift for all the players. Mike, uh, Vinny here. I just want to ask a Gunners question. They, they've only got Giroud really as their prong, but he's just uh, he manages to to find the net more often than not. Are they starting to? Are fans over there starting to believe that the Gunners really have got what it takes to to go all the way? Because I'm getting a little bit excited about them. Yeah, they're kind of dangerously close to being the real deal, I suppose. Giroud is, uh, in my eyes, I think he's he, he's not quite there as one of those top strikers in the Premier League. He will score goals and he has scored goals but I don't think he's like a uh, a guy who in the future will say, yeah, that was the guy that won them the, the title. I think they'll be it'll be more like Alexis Sanchez. I still think they need a bit of help 
um, particularly another centre-back and maybe a bit of help for Giroud. But they're certainly closer than they've been um, in the last few years. So I think Arsenal fans are probably getting cautiously uh, optimistic about it. But like, you know, they have been in this situation before. Uh, Micah, tell us about Remy Gard, the uh, the coach, the French coach that's taken over there at Aston Villa. Uh, they call him the humble professor, uh, who apparently is one of these guys, quite achiever, but he likes to work with very little resource, and he likes to sort of get under the radar of teams, and it probably suits Aston Villa, who do have to do a lot of work to stay up this season, and uh, with a, with an owner who doesn't want to spend a lot of money. I'm afraid it's going to take a lot of work, you know, on the training ground um, because they were appalling against Spurs and, you know, it just doesn't seem like it's happening for them because of the players that they lost, um, which had great quality and the players that they brought in aren't up to that standard. So um, they're in real trouble. I think I'm, I've got to say I'm among the sceptics about Remy Gard just due to the fact that he hasn't got much Premier League experience. But he's highly regarded uh, in terms of um, what he's done at Lyon. He is uh, an Arsene Wenger player from his playing day, so I'm sure he's picked up a lot from Wenger and hence the you know mini professor um, nickname. But I, I just think they're in real trouble. I, I just I, I thought it was a bizarre appointment. Uh, maybe this guy is going to surprise us and he's got something up his sleeve. But um, I'm not really seeing it myself. Hey, Mike, uh, before we let you go, you're off to Chelsea um, for the Champions League game against Dynamo Kiev? Yeah, I'm, I'm there tonight. So uh, I, I do think he'll get to the weekend. I think the Stoke game's big. But who knows, you know, even if if they lose big time tonight and, and it's another embarrassing one, it, you know, it could be the end. Mike, what's it like in the press conference? Is it electric with... Uh, I mean, do you have the press conferences where all the, all the media are there? Yeah, um, I mean we we're in we're in the press room just next to the tunnel at Chelsea. Uh, it was a strange atmosphere in a few of them that I've been to this year because you know Jose has been quite confrontational. Um, you know, you really got to get it out of him if he wants to give a one-word answer. He does. So, I, you know, it's it's a strange atmosphere. It's not jovial at all at the moment, as you can probably guess. Um, and we, you know, we've got. You know, it, everybody says that Jose is fantastic for the press, etc. But you know, we're we're, we're gonna we're earning um, earning our money at the moment. You know, it's it's, it's hard going. Well, Mike, uh, earn your money tonight watching a, a game of football, uh, Chelsea <laughs> versus Dynamo Kiev, and uh, have a good time. We'll catch up with you again next week. Okay, cheers, guys. There's uh, Mike McGrath from the UK, from the Sun, in fact, in the UK. Hey, let's take a break now. Come back with more of the Diego's on eleven sixteen SEN, Melbourne's home of sport. Yes, All Night Appetite coming up next uh, with Scott Cooney from Midnight. Um, boys, hey, New York City FC just uh, fired their inaugural coach for failing to make the MLS playoffs. <laughs> Don't want to play devil's advocate, but it seems to set a precedent. Oscar from Montmorency. Yeah, good on you, Oscar. Here you go. Have a good night. There you go. Hey, uh, j- just quickly, we talked about uh, the TV rights earlier, so we won't go into that, but... Um, Chelsea or Dynamo Kiev? Are they going to Chelsea going to win, boys? Just quickly. I think they will. They yeah, will. they'll win. Yeah, Mourinho keeps yes. his job if they don't. 
Yes. Well, I, think yeah. he's, I, I reckon he should be given to the rest of the season. What's the point of changing now? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, a couple of good games, actually, tonight. So. Uh, Roma and Bayer, Bayern Munich and Arsenal as well. Uh, Barcelona and Barté, Leon Zenit, Tel Aviv versus Porto. So that's it for this week's show. Thanks for joining us. So remember, Carlos. We're Puerto Rican girls. Hang out. We'll be there. Samba, Rumba and La Bamba. We'll be there. Remember the girls with fruit on their hand and balls on their feet. We'll be there. Wherever gringos play football. We'll be there. We are the Fortiego. Ole! Ole!